Hello, Mama! I am just so excited to be sitting down with you today, truly. It's been a week, um, and I just, you know, talking to you encourages me, and especially the topic we're going to go into today, I'm, I'm going to be preaching to myself too, because I need it this week. I am so in the thick of it with you. Uh, so I'm just so grateful for you're here, so it gives me this excuse to sit down and encourage myself even. <laughs> so just know I'm right there in it with you, and um, especially this topic we're going to dive in today, we're going to talk about just unpacking the lie of I'm not good enough. I'm not a good enough mother. I'm a failure. I don't have what it takes. You know, however, whatever words you would use to describe that, you know, I know this is a topic we have gone over so many times uh, on the podcast. And, you know, even in episodes that weren't predominantly about this, it's something we touch on often. And that's because I know from personal experience that this is such a pervasive battle that really every single day, um, often throughout the day, I have to fight. And I know you're having to fight too. And so I think it's something we can't talk about enough because even, you know, when we, um, hear the encouragement and even do the work to dive in and unpack what's underneath it and, and try and move forward, even then it's still a battle. And it makes sense because the enemy is going to use the same old tricks he always does to try and take us down. And if we believe that we can't do something, we're actually going to do it worse. We're not going to show up for our kids. We're not going to show up and find joy in the middle of this. And so it's time to go into it again because we need it. I need it. <laughs> So I'm excited. And we'll talk about a little bit on the podcast today, but don't forget the Healed Mama Academy is launching so soon. Make sure you go and get all the details. If you just feel stuck, if you don't know even how to get past this feeling of inadequacy, if you don't know how to get past anxiety that consumes you, uh, I, I want to be there for you. I want to walk with you through it. I have um, so many amazing tools to share with you and uh, it's going to be such a great time. So you can go to morningmamaacademy.gr8.com to get more information. Uh, the link is also in the show notes or in the Facebook group group, uh, the Facebook group, you can go into Facebook and search for Morning Mama Collective. I would love to see you there. And yeah, one more time, morningmamaacademy.gr8 as in the number 8.com. And I hope to see you there. I would so love to walk closely with you in this healing journey. It would be the biggest honor. So hope you'll join me. It's going to be great. Um, and yeah, I think it's time to jump into our episode. Let's go. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Mama, I am so excited just to dive into this because I'm ready for it. It even just, even just writing the outline for this episode just kind of healed my soul a little bit as I thought through all of this. And so I hope it'll, it'll help heal yours or encourage it at least just to, you know, sometimes it's, it's not even, you know, 
practical, tangible movement. And hopefully I'm going to give you some of that at the end, but sometimes it's just, we need encouragement. We need that reminder that we are more than enough, that we are more than conquerors. And so I hope that's what this is today. And, you know, I just know for me, my week has just been defeating in so many ways. And I think part of it is just this spiritual battle, this uh, warfare that's going on leading up to Easter and just everything that's happening and leading up to, you know, the Healed Mama Academy launching and, and just so much. And so the enemy is just really out for me. And so, you know, for me, this this feeling of not being good enough or this feeling of defeat, uh, it's looked like throughout the week, just like I, I feel like I can't make progress on anything. In every area of my life, in in motherhood, in the house, in business, in ministry, uh, I have countless examples for you. But you know, one of the days, as an example, I stayed home because we were kind of behind on uh, all the things we needed to do to get the house in order, and uh, we're blessed to have a cleaner just come and um, just do the deep cleaning once a month. And so I was so excited for that. But it takes a lot of preparation, making sure there's no clutter and everything's put away, and every, all the laundry's hung up and all the things. And so I had a lot of work to do. And so I, I, you know, instead of like going on an adventure, like I would usually like to do if the weather's good, um, we stayed home and I, you know, tried to work on the house and I tried to also spend some intentional time with the kids. And at the end of the day, I felt like I had done none of that. We stayed home all day and I felt like the house was only behind. And, you know, part of that is because we didn't get out. You know, the longer you're in the house, the more messy it gets. And I get that, but I really thought I could somehow make some progress. <laughs> Silly me. Um, you know, the laundry still had not been put away or been finished folded, being folded. Uh, I had spent some time with the kids, but I could barely remember what that looked like. And, and it felt uh, so far away and uh, maybe even insignificant. You know, I still had to stay up after the kids went to bed and, and finish cleaning the house and doing the dishes so that I could be ready for the next day. And I just was like, what did I even do today? What did I just spend an entire day doing? None of it felt intentional. None of it felt like I was moving forward. And it's so easy to go to that place of defeat in those moments to feeling like you're not good enough. And, and all my whole week has been like that. <laughs> Like a silly example this morning, I uh, was nursing my baby and uh, he had slept through the night and he's been waking up a lot this week. And so, and and he's been nursing more in the night. Uh, and so, you know, I had a lot of milk this morning because he didn't wake up at all to eat. <laughs> and I let him just eat for as long as he wanted to. And I should have known because this has happened before, but <laughs> he drank and drank and drank and drank. And then I went to burp him and he uh, projectile vomited all of that milk all over our freshly, our fresh clothes we had just put on all over the couch. <laughs> so it was like I was back at square one, right? Like I had gotten his dress, I had fed him, we were ready to go. <laughs> and I had to go and change both of our clothes. I had to wipe down the couch. All of that milk was wasted and you breastfeeding mamas know how uh, painful that is. <laughs> <laughs> so painful. All of that milk was wasted and I had to feed him again because he was so hungry because he just spewed literally all of the contents of his stomach all over us. So that was just a little picture of this week. <laughs> and I know so many of you can relate to this. And, you know, in that, in that kind of moment, that example, it's, I didn't necessarily feel like I wasn't good enough. Like that had nothing to do with me. I mean, I could have, you know, 
burped him a little slower. But, you know, it wasn't like, oh, I'm not good enough. It was just that feeling of defeat. And when I feel defeated, that feeds into that lie that I'm not good enough, that I can't do this, that uh, this is going to take over me, that I'm not going to be able to do, do well at this whole motherhood thing. And so, you know, whether for you, it's uh, just those moments of losing your anger and losing your cool and yelling at your kids, or it's that, you know, endless cycle of the house, or it's feeling like you don't know how to pour into your kids and give them that, that um, connected time, whatever it looks like for you, the silly moments, the big moments, if you're feeling like you just aren't enough, you're in good company. And we're going to, we're going to dive into that today. So The thing is that I actually like, I know the truth in my mind and, and even often in my heart, but it's, it's when that truth gets disconnected from my heart that I go to that place of defeat and, and feeling like I'm not good enough. And like, I think it it is the truth that we need though. It makes sense. You know, even in John 8, 31 through 32, it says, so Jesus said to the Jews who had believed him, if you abide in my word and you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. And so, you know, he's talking obviously about the truth of Jesus and, and who Jesus is and uh, that he saved us. But but within that, that's also talking about his word. And we know that his word says that we are more than conquerors. We know his word says we're children of God. We know his word says that we were we were made for this time to do this task and that God has, has placed us on this earth for this. And so we know that in our minds, but it's really about receiving that truth and believing it down in our core, down in our heart. And that is what is getting in the way because that truth, believing we're good enough, believing we're, we're meant for this, that will set us free. That will, that will uh, erase this, this constant war of feeling like we have to be better. And you know, on another level, this also makes sense because the theory that I talk about all the time, restoration theory, the theory that I used to use as a therapist, I now use as a coach. It's uh, the model we dive into in the Heal the Mama Academy. It it's, talks all about the truth. The whole thing is uh, kind of crucial, pivoted on the truth. And so this is, this is what the model says will rewire your brain, meaning it's going to help you change those patterns of behavior. It's going to help you change those belief patterns. And th- these are the four steps that literally through science have, has been true to rewire your brain. So it says the first step is to say what you're feeling. So first of all, we need to acknowledge that we're feeling this. Like I feel inadequate. I feel not good enough. I feel like a failure, right? And we acknowledge that. And in speaking this out loud is especially helpful and then number two is we say what we, we would usually do. I feel inadequate and I usually would give into anxiety and, and be stuck in anxiety. I feel inadequate and I would usually numb out through social media, through TV, through drinking, through food, whatever it is. I feel inadequate and I would usually just start uh, blaming others. I feel inadequate. I usually start uh, saying awful things to myself, right? So name what you would usually do. And then here's, here's the crucial part. Say what the truth is. And this is why the truth matters so much. And so we, we say what the truth is. So I feel inadequate. I would usually numb out. 
The truth is that I am more than enough and I am made for this. And then you say what you're going to do instead. So instead of numbing out, I'm going to stay present with my kids. Instead of numbing out, I'm going to, um, or instead of being negative towards myself, I'm going to look for a different outcome. We talked about that a couple podcasts ago, trying to not just aim for uh, perfection that's impossible, but to look for other outcomes that we are being successful throughout our day. Um, I, instead of being negative and, and yelling at myself, I'm going to value myself, right? So go through those four steps and saying those out loud will re- liter- literally rewire your brain. And I would love to dive into that more with you in the academy. It's so powerful, has transformed my life. But I share all of that because that truth part is pivotal. I mean, here's the thing that's the hardest anytime I've worked with clients is getting them to believe that truth. They can usually get to a place where they can write it on paper. Sometimes that's hard, but most often people can like, okay, I know technically the truth is I'm more than enough, right? Like I, I, I can get, I can go there. But when they have to say it out loud and say it in a way where they actually believe it down to their heart, that is where it is a challenge. And, you know, as I'm sharing this, you know, what's so interesting is that I have been doing this with my son. He's four and I've been trying to just in little ways do this with him uh, when he has a, a moment of sin and trying to help him understand what's underneath that sin and un- underneath that behavior and understand what he's feeling, identifying it, understanding how that feeling's connected to the bad action that he chose. And then also reinforcing the truth, because as a parent, I have the most power than anyone to speak into his life and to speak that truth over him. Um, and so it's so interesting because I'll walk him through it. I'll say, okay, what were you feeling? I'll say, okay, what? So when you were feeling that you ended up, you know, hitting your sister. Okay. Makes sense. You're trying to get attention because you felt alone. And then I'll ask him, okay, so what's the truth, but it's not true that you're alone. What's the truth? And you know, I'm so used to working with people and, and them being resistant to that, whether they, they can't uh, name it or whether they just don't like mean it when they say it and it, and it doesn't regulate them because they're not really believing it. But it's so interesting because when we, when I do that with my son, he immediately goes there almost every time. Every once in a while, there's there's a little bit resistance because he's still in his pain, but he so quickly goes to, no, I'm never alone. And he starts telling me why and God is always with me and you and daddy love me and are, are right there with me. And, and, and when he does that, he's not just saying it either. I can tell it's regulating him. I see his, his posture shift. I see his behavior change from there. I see that heart turn around in him. And I'm realizing just lifetime as I'm talking to you, it's because, you know, as adults, we have formed these patterns in our brain for our entire life. Uh, These beliefs were, were created when we were kids, just like it's been created with my son, right? He has beliefs, these, these lies that he believes in moments, uh, lies that he's alone, lies that he's not good enough. They're very similar actually to the lies that I, I struggle with, which is so interesting. Um, But he has those things they have been created because he lives in a sinful fallen world. And so those, those wounds will be created no matter how great I am as a parent, no matter how great of influences I I give him in the world, those wounds will be created because that is part of living in this world. And so the wounds are there, but he hasn't reinforced them for 30 years, 
right? He has, they've, they've been formed and, but we're already trying to tackle them. And so trying, starting at like such a young age doing this, I I wonder if it's just even helping like not form that, that strong neural pathway that, that we are dealing with when it's so hard for us to believe the truth, because not only is the enemy fighting against it, fighting against us, believing that truth and just whispering endless lies in us, but that neural pathway just neurologically has been formed. And so our brain automatically goes from, I feel this. And so I'm going to do this. And that is reality to us. That happens automatically. That's, that, uh, is so cemented inside of us. And so this is exactly what we're going to dive into today is what is stopping you from believing the truth? Now, obviously I just talked about the neurological implications of this and how our brains are trying to, um, like our brains, if you go deeper into it, I've talked about this in, uh, episodes 15 through 20, I go a little bit more in depth, or if you want to go into the academy, we go all into this, but all that to say, our brains are lazy. And so they like going the way they know to go. They like going that cleared path. And that cleared path right now is that belief, that lie that you're having to fight. It's already been cleared. And so your brain automatically goes there. So neurologically, it's going to be hard for you to fight this. The four steps help. And, and uh, the more you say the four steps, the stronger that new neural pathway gets. And so that's the deeper work that you want to do if, if that's what's going on. But today we're going to just talk about some other things that might also just be contributing to that belief that are getting in the way of you believing that truth. Because it really is as simple as believing that truth and the truth will set you free. So let's dive into that for you. Like what is stopping you from believing it? And I have a couple of different things for you to kind of dive into, to think through that. And the first one is, is just your past. Is that what is stopping you from believing that you're good enough, that you're made for this? Like I talked about before, we all have these wounds inside of us from our childhood that were created so long ago and are reinforced throughout our lives. And it is impossible to avoid those wounds. They they will always be there. Uh, we, We gain power over them, but they will always be there. But the less time that you have spent acknowledging that wounding and working through it and facing it, and the more time you've spent pushing it aside and shoving it down and avoiding it, the more you push it away, the more power it has. It's, it's, you know, kind of counterintuitive. Like you think that you're gaining power over it by not looking at it, but it sneaks up in these underlying ways that you don't even realize. It's, it's like when you, you know, shove too much under a rug, like, you can see it. Like you can see that there's stuff under the rug. You're going to trip on it. Uh, it's going to look pretty nasty, right? (laughs) If we try and, if we're trying to like clean up our house and we shove it all under a rug, like people are going to walk in and be like, uh, is that a bunch of dirty clothes under your rug? (laughs) Right? Like it's so obvious. The rug does not hide the things. The rug does not deal with the things. The rug just, uh, we, we, we feel like it covers it. (laughs) But it does a very poor job of that. And so when we don't deal with our past, we don't deal with the wounds we've walked through. It's, it's going to do that. It's going to be very evident still in our life and all of these little ways it's going to come out when uh, we're trying to connect with our spouse. And maybe we, we struggle to form that intimate, close connection. Um, Or maybe it's an anger at our husband, at our kids, wherever that is. Maybe it's in that anxiety where you just can't sleep and you're so worried, uh, you know, in a world that 
that it makes sense to worry, right? There's, there's so much pain. There's so much brokenness. There's so much danger. Uh, and, and so that just feeds into the wounds and it, it makes it that cycle endless. And so what, whatever wounding it has, whatever wounds you have are contributing to these ways that you are acting that you want to stop, right? Like the yelling, the anxiety, all these things. And so to actually gain power over that, we actually have to pull the dirty clothes from under the rug and deal with them. We've got to look them square in the eye. We've got to name what's there and and usually talk about it out loud with someone else, uh, for sure with God and, and most often with um, other people, whether it's a therapist, whether it's friends, whether it's family, whether it's all of the above, probably most of the time, <laughs> all of the above, uh, we, we've got to deal with it. We've got to go deep into it. We've got to talk about how it affected us. We've got to acknowledge the pain that is there. And again, when we don't, it's going to keep tripping us up. So that might be what is going on? That, that might be why you, you keep trying to gain power over this lie. Like you listen to these podcasts and you're like, okay, I feel encouraged. But then you go right back into the thick of it and you're like, wait a minute, I was so encouraged a minute ago and here I am feeling so defeated and not good enough again. And that's because you get, you have to deal with the deeper stuff, the bigger stuff that is there. You can't just avoid it, shove it away. And so, you know, this is bigger, bigger stuff that you've got to deal with. I'll give you like a a few quick handles on it, but honestly, it is stuff that you need to go into therapy and do. You can come into the Healed Mama Academy and and work on that. Um, You can go and and grab some coaching. You can go to a pastor, like whatever it is, you've got to deal with it more. But just to get you started, first of all, like go to God with this. Go to God in a journal, out loud, again, all of the above, and confess it to him. Uh, and I don't even mean confession from your sins, but like, God, this is a scary thing I don't want to look at. God, this is what happened. This is, and he already knows, but but there's power in you saying it out loud and letting it out of you. And so talk about it with him. And then do some healing work and, and give forgiveness to that person that hurt you. And again, this is usually a longer process. You're probably going to have to bring in people on this. Um, but that's so important to step into that forgiveness and release that person. And now that, that doesn't mean that you're saying that they have full access to your life. Cause the, the third quick point that I have is to make really healthy boundaries with them. Um, probably really strong boundaries depending on where that relationship is now. And sometimes those are physical boundaries, meaning how much you're allowing them uh, into their life time-wise, how much you're sharing with them, but also emotional boundaries, how much you're allowing them to speak into your life. Because if you have someone that has continued to, to speak Uh, directly to you and say, you aren't good enough, say, tell you all the ways you're failing, then you've got to make sure that those, those words don't have power. And now, you know, especially with our parents, those, that's gonna, it's gonna affect us at some level. But if we are on guard, having those boundaries ready, knowing that this is coming and, and being ready to uh, fight it and even just kind of acknowledging this very deep pain that you're probably not going to get from them what you want, right? Like that that's what keeps sending us back to those destructive relationships again and again is like, well, maybe this time they're going to tell me what I've always been wanting to hear, that I'm loved, that I'm special, that I'm important, whatever it is. And, and we keep going back to this person looking for that. But we need to come to the realization that with some relationships, that person is not there. 
they're not going to give you what you're wanting. They're just going to continue that destruction of speaking lies into you. And so acknowledging that and, and setting those boundaries, both physically and also with your emotions, that is so key. So again, those are very quick handles uh, of all of the deeper work that you've really got to do. And I know that's hard, uh, but it is important. And if you really want to gain some traction, you got to do this work. So talk about it with God and with others, forgive the offenders and set good boundaries. Okay. All right. Now, obviously there's more there, but we're going to move on from that. And I hope that you will, I don't know, the more that I tell you, I hope that you'll just be encouraged to go and do that deeper work. Okay. The next part is something a little more that you can kind of dig into live time with me. And so I hope you'll take some notes so that you can do some of this work on your own so that you have some handles to grab onto throughout the week. So, you know, another thing that might be preventing you from grabbing onto that truth, that truth that wants to set you free, that you are more than enough, you are made for this. The thing that might be getting in that way is your view of what a good mom looks like or the ambiguity that is present in that, meaning you haven't defined what a good mom looks like. You're just running around with this very um, massive (laughs) definition of what you think a good mom is. And it's impossible because there's no specifics in it. And it's not realistic because you're just imagining yourself being perfect in more ways than you can count. And really, that is truly impossible because really, your view of this is probably you've compiled everything you've ever seen on social media about being a good mom, whether it's like little tricks and tips, whether it's uh, these beautiful images of these perfect families that are dressed so beautifully, whether it's showing families that go on amazing adventures together, whether it's showing families that, uh, you know, sit down and, and, pray together, whether it's showing families. I I don't know. There's so many different areas and and all of those things are good, but here's my point. You added all of those things together. You added all of the things I've ever said on the podcast. You've added all of the things you've ever heard your mom friends talking about that were really good. You've added everything in that you've seen other moms do at the park that you're like, oh, I should do that better. Right. And you take all of those images, all of that information, and you add it all into this massive cloud. And, and I, I, I keep picturing clouds because it's like, you know, clouds are encompassing. Like when the, when the clouds are out and there's a lot of them, they're all over the sky. They're so massive. You can't, it, it's, it's just everywhere. <laughs> you can't grab hold of them. You can't, uh, measure them. I mean, I know people are like smart enough to measure them, I'm sure, but I am not. I look up and it's just, there's clouds everywhere. And so I just imagine like this massive undefined thing that you are trying to compare yourself to on a constant basis and me included with you. And obviously that is not realistic. You know, even piecing apart the things you've seen on social media, right? Each family is great at something and doesn't mean they're great at everything. Like those, I've heard of those adventure families that go on adventures with their kids and travel and do all those things. Like those families are amazing at that, but I bet you they suck at something like, (laughs) I don't know what that is. You know, I can't, I don't want to speak for them and assume, but like maybe laundry, like maybe, um, eating right. I don't know. Uh, and so, you know, you can't compile all of these highlight reels. And I know we talk about social media a lot and, and those highlight reels, um, that are just the, the smallest 
picture of the truth. That's that's not reality, uh, or that's a portion of the reality, but it's also one staged often or, or tried to capture in a way that will entice you or excite you. Like it doesn't show the tantrums that happen if we go with that family that travels and explores. It doesn't show you the tantrums that happen on the plane rides. It doesn't show you the the struggle they have when they uh, are getting into a hotel late. And I don't I actually don't follow this family on social media, so I don't know how all of it works. But I'm just giving you some examples, right? Whatever you see is a very small portion of reality, but you, you add that small portion. It's like the best of that family with the best of that family with the best of that family and the best of that mother and the best of that kid and the best and the best and the best. And you stack it all together with all the tri- tricks and tips you've ever heard about nutrition, about parenting, about discipline, about, oh my goodness, mindfulness and, and reading the Bible and prayer and, and, and discipling your kids and like you add it all together. And it's now this sea, we're switching analogies, <laughs> this sea that you're drowning in. You're trying to grab on to some, some things, some holds for being a mom, which those things are good. But the problem is in this day and age, we have so much access to so many things. And often the access that we, the way that we access it is through uh, like these quick little sources, right? Watching a reel. Okay. So we're like, okay, try and grab hold of that tip. We watch another reel and we try and grab hold of that tip. And then by the time we're through all the reels, we don't remember any of the things we learned because we're not just watching one and sitting down and thinking about it for a week and trying to implement it for a month and and then going to the next reel, right? We're watching reel after reel after reel or even sometimes books. Like we just cruise through the book without trying to apply it. Now, I do think books, uh, for me at least, slow for the most part can slow me down enough uh, because I can just pause. It's not just this. And then there's not like another book waiting right there. <laughs> in my face. There's a lot of books waiting on my shelf, but not like reels, right? Where there's like another one queued up, ready to go. Um, and so it, it slows me down enough that I can usually learn and apply. Uh, but, but most of the time, the content we're, we're, uh, gaining is as we're on the go, as we're trying to numb out, as we're, uh, also bombarded with eight other things. And so we're not, we're, we're seeing the content, we're seeing the ideas, but it's actually only adding to our feeling of inadequacy because we're not taking the time and the discipline to apply it. And so it just makes us feel more inadequate because now it's one more thing we're not doing, but we haven't actually taken the information, chewed on it, swallowed it, allowed the nutrition to, to seep into us, right? It's just like overeating. Like you're not getting the nutrition that you need. It's just making you feel worse. So many analogies today for you that are incomplete, (laughs) but you see what I mean? So we are going to unpack that more in the next episode. I'm going to go over all of the different jobs that a mother, that motherhood entails. And I'm sure I didn't even catch all of them, but there, I listed a lot and I'm really excited to share them with you because it just makes me laugh the, the more that I think about it. And so we're, we can't be good at all of them. And then I'm going to give you next episode, just some practicals of how you can get out of the cloud, get out of the sea you're drowning in and take hold of some, some new perspective that is healthy so that you can, you can run with that and feel better. Okay. Let me pray for you. God, 
Oh, God, I thank you for the information that's available to us today. I thank you for the inspiration of um, beautiful images and, and, and amazing tips and all of those things. And um, God, we praise you for that. And, and we ask you to help us to deal with that in a healthy way, God. I pray that you would just give each of us just a conviction on how to handle that, God, whether that means getting off social media, whether that is extreme discipline with social media, whether that what well, may we take notes when we go on social media, <laughs> whatever it is, God, I just pray that you would help us um, use all the tools that we have at our hands for good, God, and that it wouldn't um, contribute to this lie that, that you hate, God, this lie that brings us down, that makes us feel like garbage, that stops us from really stepping into the fullness of who we were created to be as daughters of the king, as wives, as mothers, and you, God, you have so much more waiting for us, God. So we just pray that you would help us see clearly what is getting in the way of this lie. God, I pray for everyone that their past is inhibiting them from moving forward and believing the truth and being set free by the truth. And I just pray you would give them courage to dive in, to, to dig up the stuff under the rug and to really wade through it, God. And I pray just healing over them, God, and you would put people in their life to walk them through that, God. I pray that um, if the Healed Mom Academy is, is where they're going to do it, God, I pray you would put that on their heart, God, or therapy, God. I pray you would give them the right therapist, God, whatever it looks like, God, just lead them in that direction, Lord. And we, we know you're a good father that wants to... Uh, heal his kids. That's why you died for us, God. And so we just thank you for that, God. We thank you that as we wade through all of this, you're right there with us, God. You're speaking to us. I pray you would open our ears to your voice, God, and shut off the lies of the enemy. Shut off the voice that's in the world, God, that says that we're not enough, God. And I pray, God, even, even as we begin this journey together, you would just help us to believe more just today and this week, God, more that of the truth that we are more than enough, that we are made for this. God, you called us and chose us for this. God, we just love you and we praise you, God, that you are just the bedrock we can always stand on that is unshakable. God, you're so good. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.